Hey everybody, welcome back. You're listening to the Blodger Show. Welcome to episode 25. Once again, guys, welcome. Appreciate you being here. Once again, you know, my name is Chris, I'm your host. This is the Blondie Show. Have a little celebratory episode because episode 25, a little milestone. Whoop, 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 whoop. I know, that's Corey. <laughs> a little round of applause for it being episode 25. Today's episode will be Always Forward, Never Backwards. So, uh, it's kind of a big model for me. You know, always forward, never backwards. No quits, only fail if we quit or give up. So keep on moving forward. It's like, you know, when visualizing, it's like when somebody gets knocked down, I'm always like, as long as you keep getting back up and keep fighting, you haven't lost yet. It's like boxing, you know, like, yeah, you get knocked down and they count to 10. If you can get back up in that 10 seconds, you know, the fight can go on. But obviously, if you're still trying to get up and they count to 10, then you basically, you're done. So it's not that not too much different in life. I mean, obviously, I'm more than 10 seconds, <laughs> but... You know, you have, um, you get knocked out, you keep getting back up, you keep pushing on, you keep trying again. And what is it that, that, uh, what was it, like Thomas Edison, I think? The devil with the light bulb? And then he actually quoted, I believe, now don't hold me to it, because I don't know, don't know the exact, but I'm pretty sure what he said was, uh, I didn't find, or I didn't fail 1,000 times. I just found 999 ways it didn't work. And then when he tried it a thousand times, of course it worked. Like, he got it right. So, that's literally what it's all about, man. You know? It's like, you just keep trying something. Like, you have a goal. You have a a dream for your life. You know where you want to, you know where you see yourself being, say, like, five or ten years. Now, I've kind of reset my five-year clock a few times. (laughs) Because when I got married to my wife you know I was telling myself oh five years gonna be maybe get a house would be good here we are 16 years later still renting apartments well I, I mean for the first part we were renting houses but then we uh, we came down here for the last like seven years I think yeah it's roughly about seven because I think we, we moved here at the tail end of 2015 so right around 2016 so yeah we've been here about seven years renting the same apartment as most of you guys, most of the people out there that would rent are f- probably familiar with, when you're renting a freaking apartment, every year they just decide to, oh, we're, oh okay, you're, you're getting rid of your lease, so we're going to charge you another $150 a month or higher, you know, 190 
They, uh, yeah, they've been they've been pretty good for the most part. But you know, the problem is like obviously rent goes up every year, and uh, you know they. So yeah, her apartment complex. Um, rent goes up every year. They don't, uh, you know, we never got anything added. Like, hey, guess what? We're gonna help actually make your windows actually seal properly. Our, wind our windows haven't sealed properly the entire time we've been there. First couple years, we had a lot of problems with our air conditioning unit. Like, we had one summer that we we were hot like for two months. They finally got it working because the AC just wouldn't keep up. And then the following summer, it was okay for a minute, and then it stopped working again, where we, the lowest it would go was like 77, 78. Until finally they they replaced this, they replaced that, they finally replaced, they finally replaced the big unit. Truckers out there, I don't know if you heard that, but that was the collision warning. I apparently hit a ghost. Because <laughs> I'll be going down the road there's nothing in front of me. All of a sudden, beep, 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 beep. I'm like, oh, I'm not. There's nothing there. <laughs> I hit a ghost deer, you know. But, uh, oh, yeah, you know, like, we, no ceiling fans, no, hey, we're going to do this. You know, we're going to take care of this for you. We're going to give you this perk. Nope. It was just, hey, guess what? You're renewing your lease. We're going to charge you $150, $200 more a month. Probably about 100 Probably been like 150 on the average, because that when we start when we when we moved in where we're at, I think we were paying like 1550 or 1600 something, and now we're like right around you know 2100, 2200 dollars a month. Same apartment, nothing different about it. It's just all the rents are higher up. And I'm not gonna lie, i you know I very much have advocated for. Um, uh, moving and finding a cheap place, even moving outside Nashville to try to find a place for like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. Of course, my wife's argument is always, uh, you know, it was for a while because we haven't talked about it. So I gave up and went to wait. You know, I basically was all right. We'll just wait until we can buy a house. You know? For a while, I was like, love, especially after Allie left. You know, I was like, I wanted to move because I felt like there was a negative vibe in the house after the way Allie left it. You know, which just changed since like the youngest took over that room with her art stuff and then we cleared it out turned it into the game room now that room doesn't have the negative atmosphere anymore so we've kind of cleansed the space kind of you know but for a while I was like it was like love it's like I, I want to move like I want a fresh start I want to you know go somewhere that doesn't have alley memories or grandson memories or whatever because it's just like it was it's painful and it still is technically kind of cover that a little bit like I have this I have this um, this uh, program this app I guess called uh, Time Hop you guys check it out if you don't have it it's really cool especially like basically connects to your Facebook and you know it connects to your, your phone in general like, you'll see like pictures and whatnot videos that are on your phone for however long back or ones that you've shared on Facebook um Time hop will pop up on this on this on this day last year. This uh, you were doing this or whatever, and it will show a picture or something. 
So I had two of them pop up today. I had to run to Target because to, I had to do a, a pickup order because there were a couple things I needed. There's a, a couple things I needed, plus, uh, you know, the wife and I, I think this week, are going to try to. We're going to try to mix up a new drink. I don't know if you've had it. And you haven't, you know, you like it, feel free to drop me a line at, at the email address, uh, blogshowpodcast at gmail.com. But basically, she sent me this uh, information sheet that was like Jameson Orange Whiskey and Sprite. And then I guess you get like an orange, and I guess you put the, you know, you slice of orange, you put the orange on the side of the rim of the glass, like, you know, and it's supposed to be really good. She said that to me. I said, actually, that sounds really good. I was like, you get the lemon lime plus the, the you know, the, the orange whiskey or whatever. I was like, I can see that being really good. You know, I said, I'm going to try it. I looked for it last week when, bud, when the budget was a little bit tighter. Yeah, 30, 30 bucks a bottle, guys. And that's just for the Jameson whiskey. That wasn't for anything else. And I always get wine every week, so I get my, like, now what I'm doing is do a Fireball and Cherry Coke. And then I do, then I get wine, you know. So I was like, eh, can't afford to do just the one bottle of Jameson and nothing else. So I was like, we'll do, we'll do it next week. So I think that's the plan this week is to try that out and stuff. But uh, gotta get back on track. Is of course my mind just blanked again. It did what it did last time, or did what it did on the last episode where I got to a point near the end and I was like, crap, I forgot where I was going with that. That's the problem when you're working nights and you're tired. You know, it's like. <laughs> but uh, so yeah you know the apartment complex you know not exactly thrilled <laughs> but uh but yeah been trying to talk the wife into and move it out for a while and of course like she's you know, her argument was, well, if we had the money to to move, it makes sense for us just to stay here and pay this complex. I'm like, how do you figure? She goes, well, because we had the money, we might as well just stay here. I'm like, I was like, no. I was like, if we have the money and we can get an apartment that's like 1200 you know, even if it's two bedrooms instead of three, do that for like a year or two just to try to like save, be able to use that extra money to save up a little bit or whatever, pay stuff off so we can get, get us credit worthy to, to buy a house, you know? then I would think that would be better, you know, but so I gave up after a while. I was like, all right, we'll just try, we'll just try to make it work here. We'll just, you know, problem is when you're paying, paying that much per month, just to, just to rent, it's like most weeks you're kind of drowning, you know? So, so it's all good, you know? Um, so <laughs> just laughing at myself. Cause I literally just now I had to pause the recording. And I had, I, was, I, had to, I had to think, like, what was the topic again? <laughs> oh, yeah, forward, never backwards. Okay, awesome. So, you know, pretty much, you know, that's our plan. You know, we're staying where we're at until we can get in the position to actually buy a house. We'll get the house, and then we'll get the love her uh, food truck. Get everything paid off constantly moving forward you know and I was chatting with uh, one of the swap drivers you know the 
not the guy I deal with most of the time, but his, his uh, driving partner, he's actually driving with a, a young lady. Pretty cool, pretty cool gal. I've only chatted with her a couple times so far. Like, I chatted with her, you know, a handful of times for like a couple minutes. And then tonight, I think, like, he was still, I guess he was waking himself up in the truck as he was doing night shift tonight. So she never chatted. And I, we were, I was kind of talking about, you know, having gone between a couple different, you know, a couple different carriers. And how, like, I'm always about moving forward over backwards. And how one of them, I started taking on extra work only to make less. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. So, you know, what is it? It's like, it's like what Tony Robbins says, you know, it's like if your relationship isn't growing, it's dying. If your job's not growing, then it's dying. You know, if your health's not growing, it's dying. Basically, you want to be, you want to be trying to make, make things better. Doing everything you can to try to make things better. Because you don't, you don't want to stay where you're at, like just keeping things the same. Because, you know, hey, you're not making, you're not moving forward at that point. You're just staying comfortable. You know, like gotta do what you gotta do to to keep things rolling. And so that's kind of how I've been. Kind of like when I um, uh, when I first started my current job, there were months that uh, the first couple months there were weeks that I literally only worked two days or three days a week, and then I would still have my two days off, my regular two days off. But I'd have probably about two or three days that week that my load would cancel and they didn't have anything else for me. And so my paychecks were like 700, 800, 500, 600. And I'm like, it sucks. Like, you know, bills are going getting further behind because my paychecks are down. And they got to a point where I was like, I was actually considering making a change and going somewhere else, even though I, I wanted to stay here because I had heard good things about where I was at. But yeah, as you guys know, there's you know there, you know how it is. There's times when uh, when you're out here driving and you're behind somebody and you can't pass them because you can tell, especially when you can see the distance tracker on the dash. It's like I'm behind this truck. He's going now. He's he's pulling ahead a little bit now. I was like 210, 213 feet, 217 feet. So he's actually pulling ahead a little bit, but then there's been a couple times where it started dropping down. And it was like 190, 185. And that's when you hear the, the distance tracker. Yeah, because it went down five feet again. I got a little bit closer and distance 40 again. Now it's 223 again, 226. So I'm like, dude, thankfully I'm not gaining on him. So not gonna I like I'm obviously not gonna pass him because I'm kind of maxed out at my governed speed right now as far as the cruise control goes so it's all good it's all good but you know put one mile in front of the other one foot in front of the other doing my my five-day countdown every week and uh, doing what I gotta do you know because you know that's the one thing that you know, and again, talking about my, my oldest, but not going to go into too much detail. But basically, when she left here, I had always been preaching the same thing to both kids. Like, Allie got to go forward, never backwards. You know, don't leave a job that's paying you one thing to take a job that's paying you less. Or leave a job that's giving you 40 or more hours to take a job that's giving you less hours. She left, or she was working at the restaurant. my wife basically worked together at that point 
so they were both working at the restaurant and uh, she was getting really good hours one of the days she was even putting in a double so her checks were really good but then she she took it you know she asked me because I guess she got tired of uh, you know when, when you work for chefs I guess they can be pretty intense you know yelling at yelling at their uh, their staff or whatever she got tired of being yelled at so she was asking me like hey dad the liquor store go across or go to is across the street hey dad uh, can you can you uh, like do you still have the like the contact information for the place across the street and I was like yeah because before she started with the restaurant I had get, gotten her the contact info for that place over there for her, basically got their email address they emailed me the document I forwarded to Allie she signed it out or signed it, signed it, filled it out, and then, um, you know, got it back to me, and then had me forward it to her, forward it back to the liquor store, which I was like, that's cool, I can do that. But then they had said, like, oh, we didn't, yeah, but we don't have any openings right now, we, you know, we're not hiring, but okay, cool. So she got in with the restaurant, but then it was like, probably year and a half or something later she uh she read she texted me on my way home from work one night or whatever it was like like do you still have the contact information for that liquor store and i'm like yeah wow what's going on she's like i'm just man i'm just really like these are just not working out here very well i'm like what's going on tell me you know she's like well the chef seems to yell at, yell at people a lot and it's, it's really starting to wear me a lot i was like okay I was like, well, I was like, do you, are you sure you want to take a second job or switch jobs or whatever? You don't want to wait, just bide your time, you know, where you're at until until we move and get a house. Because I was thinking, I had hoped that by the end of that year, I would I would be in a position credit-wise to buy a house. Of course, that didn't happen. She said, no, no, I think I do. Yeah, I just, I'm just tired. I said, okay. So I, I basically... Uh, Forwarded the forwarded the the application back to her or whatever. I actually, actually, I don't. I think since they had the application, I think I basically emailed them back and said like, "Hey, if you guys are looking for anybody, if you still have Allie's application on file, she's interested." And I didn't. I never heard back, so I didn't think anything happened. And then she apparently got an interview and got hired that week. So I was like, "Oh shit, okay, <laughs> well, cool." You know. But she went from one job, paying seven bucks an hour, and she was a like a I think they called her. SA, which is the server assistant. She's a runner, you know, running food at the tables and stuff. She was getting the hours and stuff like that. And, uh, actually, I think she was do, getting nine an hour doing that. And she it would sometimes work her as a dishwasher, making nine or making seven, I think. Something like that, I don't know. But she she went from doing that for like 40 ish hours plus like a, a little bit of a, like a double. So she's getting overtime. So she's making really good money, and then she took the job across the street. And instead of switching jobs, she downsized to like a couple days a week at the restaurant, and then, or she only got a couple, two or three days a week at the liquor store. But they weren't giving her full shifts. It was like, hey, guess what? Coming for like four or five hours. So, so then basically, because you you went from one full time job to not even a full time hours between two jobs, or you know, she's making less overall you know obviously her checks went down so that was a little bit of a backward movement there and i was pushing saying why do you why do you look at the fedex as a like a package handler or something because 
you get retirement after so long. Do you get really good benefits after so long? And she's like, yeah, but I just don't think I can. I just don't think I can, you know, like some of those packages would be really heavy. And I'm like, nice. I was like, you know, if if you can't lift a package up, but like I've seen other package handlers have like as many as three or four people pick a package up. Because when I first started, I was doing that side. I was delivering, I was the box truck delivering packages. And I would watch like they would, because they load the stuff behind your box truck. And then you have to organize it, load it in the truck. But I would watch them while I'm loading organizing stuff, I would see something come down the conveyor belt and four people would pick it up and set it on the, the, the pallets behind my, my, uh, my van. And I'm thinking, and yeah, you guys expect me to deliver this by myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, that's gonna be fun. Oh boy, it's gonna be fun. You know. I learned after the first month why you, why a lot of those uh delivery drivers while they have a dolly in their truck because first month I wasn't using the dolly I was just dragging stuff to them I was actually putting stuff <laughs> at, at customers garage and then putting in the computer saying I left at the front door you know because I was out in the country at rich houses which you know talking like staircases that go up to the front door they're like 20 or 30 steps like the, it's up on a hill driveways way down pretty low and you got this big ass staircase just circles around and I'm like I'm carrying this 200 pound thing up to the door so <laughs> after a while I would I would go to deliver to those places and I would scan the barcode on these uh, on these uh, packages to deliver and it would have a note in there saying please deliver to actual front door and I'm like well then please can please quit ordering 300 pounds worth of stuff <laughs> so what I did you know, at some point is what I did is I, uh, I, um, I still deliver at the garage, but I would put it in there. I would go ahead and put it in the computer in the handheld, put it in there that I delivered to the garage. I put a little note on the front door saying it was delivered at the garage. That way it's still delivered at the garage, but at least this way I'm covering my butt because they, you know, they couldn't say, please deliver the front door. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Although, I'll admit, I, there's one lady that I delivered to quite a bit that always ordered the heavy chewy boxes for pet food and stuff. Awesome stuff. She loved their pet products. Um, and she went, I'm talking like, she, well, I don't know how many dogs she had. I would literally deliver like 10, 50 pound chewy boxes to her front door. Or some, well, maybe not that many. I think maybe there might have been like six. And I'm like, maybe she has like great Danes or something to live there had to get each like several 50 pound bags or whatever by that point I had started using the dolly to go ahead and bring everything to you know bring stuff to the front door like that so I I was stacking those uh, those uh, boxes and uh, probably one of the last times I was at that address before I you know was no longer doing the package side I was I was lugging those uh boxes over to her front door. She came out, handed me uh, an envelope that said, "I appreciate all your hard all your hard work." I was like, "Oh, thanks. Yeah, appreciate you too. Thank you." Opened it up. There's a little. Why well, she didn't? I guess she didn't say. It. She literally handed me a card. Here you go. I got something for you. I'm like, cool. Thanks. Got back to the truck or the the van or whatever and opened it up to look at it. It was like it was a twenty five dollar gift card for Longhorn Steakhouse, which I was like, sweet. I love steak. 
pretty sure there's going to be a deer probably get hit tonight. It's just like a deer literally standing two feet off the road. I'm like, you better go back in the woods. Really don't want anybody to hit you, but especially because there's nowhere for them to go. Like if they come out here, there's a cement barrier between the two sides of the road, between northbound and southbound. Oh, they would be stuck. They'd have to cross the road to get back to the grass again. I'm like, please stay over there. I saw a family. I was telling the wife earlier, actually. I was like, I just passed a, a, a baby family. I was like, there's a buck, a doe, and a, a little one. And she's like, oh, well, yeah. I was like, I'll admit, I don't, like, most of the time I just see does and uh, little ones out here. I don't really see little ones too often either, but usually just the mothers. But uh, not so much the bucks. I assume probably because I think that I think that like when people go deer hunting during deer season, I think we just hunt the bucks, don't we? I don't think we hunt the the does or whatever, because basically since they're the ones that are repopulating, you know, the butt well, I mean, the bucks technically are needed for repopulating, but you know, I guess we don't get the mothers. But if I'm wrong about that, please feel free to drop me a line at the. Uh, Logic Show Podcast at gmail.com. But anyway, back on the get back on track with the regular topic. Um, you know, we're talking about my my oldest. Uh, she when she left, she'd already got backwards with jobs. But she left, and from what what we've heard out there, she's gone like she's been through so, like so many different jobs, and she's you know, uh you know, basically, it sounds like she went from, we were trying to help her make progress here, to basically she's hiding out there and not, you know, not doing anything. And so the sad part about that is, basically, she's taking even more steps back. You know, and so it's, it's sad because, like, you know, um, you see people do you see people do that in life, whether it's my kid or just random people in general. They go backwards in life, whatever, and like you see them and they're always like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm not very good, man. I just had this happen, had that happen. Or crashing on somebody's couch, or living in someone's basement, you know, and like, oh, what are you doing for work? Oh, you know, I'm working at like this little restaurant or something, this little fast food place, or oh, I'm working at this little clothing store or whatever, you know, and they're not doing very well because, you know, they're not making very much. And it's like, you know, if they had already done, if they'd only done certain things different, like listen to the advice of friends or family or whatever, they, maybe they'd be in a better spot. But of course, sadly, some people, I guess, have to learn. They have to learn it their way, you know, like, no, like, I know what I'm doing. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's like, you can old, but what do they say? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. As far as not going any into too much detail, as far as the whole situation that happened a week after she left, I'll admit I tried to like when she was leaving, I was begging, like we were begging her, like Ali, please reconsider, like this is not cool, like you don't want to make this. And, you know, she was crying, crying, crying to our face, and uh, basically swearing to us she wasn't doing what she was actually doing. You know, I'm not taking it from you, I swear. Yeah, the grandson. But then when she left, I kind of had a bad feeling about it. Like, she, like, yeah, she really did take Alex away from us, you know. Like, this really happened, despite what she was swearing to us when she left. And we went that whole week with basically being ghosted. Like, we were saying, hey, can we play a video call? Can we see our grandson? And basically, we got told, fuck you, leave, leave me alone. Like, okay. 
So, uh, that whole week, I was like, yeah, she she was planning to kick us out of her life because of whatever her and you know her and the other one talked about. You know, her and this uh, older, you know, older sibling of hers from a different father that has never been actually living lived with us for like a month, but you know, within the past two years. But I'm not gonna go into too much detail with that either. But you know. Um, basically, no better off than what Allie was. Like living, still living with her parents, her adopted parents, and not really working a good job. You know, delivering pizzas or something, which is not a bad job, but it's not a career. You know, I don't think I've come across people that have been. I mean, they're probably out there, so I apologize. I don't want to offend anybody, obviously, but I've never personally come across anybody that actually came really well off and retired from delivering pizzas. It's a good way to save money. You know. It's a good way to like work the little jobs like that. Those are that's where you wanna like get a cheap place to stay. Get some kind of job, making something so that way you can, you know, put money away and you can work on getting a better life. Or you know a week after she left and I knew that by that point is basically we were hearing that she was seeing everybody back here in Nashville like family like us um, her friends that she would hang out with and get tattoos or piercings with she was saying that everybody back there was toxic and it's like I tried to send her an email telling her like try to try to plead with her like Allie like everybody here is toxic the person that you're idolizing that you went up there with like she's toxic like she's the one literally kind of like messing like screwing with your life right now need to make a course correction you know as your dad and I'm all admit like and I still kind of feel strongly about this but I actually was I, I felt like I, I'm gonna be honest with you I was like I can't I can't forgive this like this hurts too much so you need to correct this you need to make a course correction do it about face like you know if I don't I was like I'm not speaking for mom but if I don't see my grandson for like until he's like a grown up, because you're you, you and you know um, the one you idolize, you guys come up with these stories, BS stories, little lies about us, whatever. And you know, I don't see Alex until he's much older when he reaches out to tell us or to, to connect. Like, why were you guys never there? I miss you guys. And we're like, well, talk to your mom. Like, she's the one that did it. I was like, if you don't make course correction, if I don't see him for all that time, then you and I are not going to have a very strong father-daughter relationship. And I never even got an email back directly from her. She copied and pasted it and sent it to my wife. Or sent it to her mom, basically, talking shit about her dad, you know, talking shit about me. I will not be threatened. Don't attack her. You're the only one that makes me feel safe. I was like, I wasn't, atta- I wasn't threatening you. I wasn't attacking her. I was literally pointing out the obvious, like, this is not cool. This is not a good path to go down. You need to make, you may need to make a change. I was like, but okay. Well, I, I tried, you know. That's where I was trying to say, guys, that, like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. And so, like, we could we could try to argue with people, whether our kids or anybody else's kids or just friends or people that you know that are going down a, going down a different path. You could try to plead with them. You could beg them. You could try to do whatever. 
but sometimes they gotta they gotta do it themselves. They gotta you know they gotta go down that path. They gotta hit rock bottom and they have to figure things out on their own. Because then when when they hit that when they hit that uh I love when you're in construction zone and one of the lanes actually was off technically on the shoulder and it so you hit the little ridges. <laughs> it's like you're still in the lane, but all of a sudden. Usually that's the ones that wake you up if you doze off, you know. But, you know, we can't control what others do. Like, you know, you know, if she wants to do what she wants to do, and that's why I told the wife earlier, I said, you know what? I was like, well, I think positive as far as the fact that she's no longer our problem. Like, she's made herself other people's problem. Like, she's living out there, and the people that she's living with, the, the parents that she's living with are not exactly happy with her at the moment because of how she's being like the you know so or the things that are going on it just sounds like basically they're trying to push for her to actually take some take some accountability and be responsible actually be a grown up and she's basically trying to hide from them so we're trying to ignore them or whatever and it's like I'm like oh like she's not gonna like, I don't know it's one of those things like we're responsible for what happens in our own life for the most part. Obviously, some things will happen, you know, in life that you, you, we never saw coming. But we're the ones we're at the wheel. Like we can decide, okay, I'm gonna go make this happen. I'm gonna go get my car. I'm gonna go get my license. I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna. I'm tired of this job. I'm gonna go get this other job. You know, we we're the ones in control of that. Like and if, if we sit. You know, so and it's just sad. There's there's a, a generation. I know Allie and, and uh, her older sibling from another dad are not a, not the only ones that are like this. Allie wasn't like this before the older one got involved. He like got the picture down here or whatever. Then all of a sudden, Allie was kind of, you know, thought, you know, basically felt like, why am I being expected to help out around the house? Why am I doing this? Why am I contributing here? Why am I you know, I was cleaning up dishes after her, and basically I got tired of begging her to actually go and do the dishes. Because it was always, I'll, be, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. So, but, you know, even though a lot of people will be like them and sit around and complain that their life sucks because of others, Well, I'm not where I want to be because well, my dad is a bully. I was not a bully. I try. I just literally didn't let you walk all over your mother at times because there were times they'd, I'd come in the door and hear like uh, a couple of months before she she literally ran away. I came in the door and there was this huge, huge screaming match going upstairs. Like swear words, whatever. And I was downstairs going. So I, I just stayed downstairs. I let it go. I let it. I left. Figure I'll leave it alone. That's between them. But then, you know, Allie was saying some things that were, you know, to like she was screaming some things at her mom that, you know, were like even more vulgar language. Not just "f you" and all these "f socks." No, it was like directly at her, like calling her f words and or swear words or whatever. And I heard some of that, like some of what she was saying. I said, "Oh hell no." I literally stopped upstairs like, I'll look out here. Uh, what? Aaron, Aaron, at this point, my wife, she uh, was already in the room crying. 
you know, she basically was like, all right, I'm just going to go in the room and cry, and obviously I'm not going to get 3D, and that's what Allie was saying. The thing she was saying, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I came marching up the stairs, she said, what? I was like, you need to check yourself. I was like, you need to check yourself, because this is, what you were saying to Bob just now is not cool. Yeah, you even know what the fuck was going on. I heard you from downstairs. You know, you like, you can have a fight, argue I don't care like you do that but you can do it respectfully I was like you do not say the things that you were saying to your mother just now and, and you know you're going to apologize for it and you know well, I'm trying I'm, like I'm trying to, to I'm stuck here and I'm trying whatever which she would argue about her ex and I actually want you know I basically uh, you know so I basically it's like Callie you sound like Sam she got my face all tough I got back in her face like, or what? I would ever, you know, I don't believe in hitting your kids. But I, I do believe in basically, you know, they got to, they got to respect you. You're their parents. And if I've actually heard of other situations where kids have actually tried to attack their parents. Like they've taken, taken a swing at them and tried to hit them. And the parent knocked them on their ass or whatever. I was willing to do that for Allie if, if, if she, because I mean, technically she's a grown up. She was over 18 at that point. Because actually she was like 20, she's 22 now, so she was 21 at that point. But I was like, I was like, I, in my mind, I was thinking, go ahead, take a swing, go ahead. I dare you. Because I know when I was a kid, I came home at one point, and I don't know what went down. Apparently my brothers got into a fight, tried to, tried to start a fist fight with my dad. I came home to both my brothers pinned to the floor. Cause he was a former marine. So was, no, no fucking with him. I wasn't gonna do it. But they tried to. Like he had one pin. He was sitting on one. He had the other one like folded in a pretzel kind of. And they're like, "Nah, get off me!" I'm just like, "I'm gonna go to my room." <laughs> and these are my older brothers. You know, so it's it's been a while. That's probably like maybe like 30, yeah, 30, 35 years ago. But I had the same thought. I thought, if she takes a swing at me, I was like, I'm going to take her down. I won't hurt her. But she won't like it. And <laughs> thankfully, you know, by a little show of force, I got back in her face like, oh, what? What are you going to do? She backed down and she sat down on the bed. So I sat down beside her like, Allie, what's, what's going on? Like, what is the problem? Like, why are we so upset? What's going Like, talk to me. You know, so it's like talking about being stuck. I'm not never gonna get out of here, or whatever. And I was like, Ali, you don't drive. Like, you gotta drive. Like, you, you, we've been pushing for you to get your license. You know, we, we have a car for you. You know, but you just never expressed interest in driving, and you instead want to pay Uber or whatever. I was like, you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta. In order to move forward, you gotta make a change. You gotta actually do something. Well, I can't. Uh, I can't study for the test, for the drive test, you know, for like a week or whatever. I have to just cram the night before and take it. I said, Allie, that's not how driving works. I was like, we, driving is more about memorization, getting used to stuff. For those of you out there that were not sure about, uh, you, know, you haven't gotten your license yet, you know, you're past the age of 16, maybe in your 20s, maybe older. You know, you're afraid to start trying to drive because, you know, it's, oh, it's just going to be hard. It's not hard. 
the more you do it, it's like muscle memory, I guess. You know, the more you do it, it's like the easier it gets. You know, you know what to do. You know how far back to stay from the other vehicles. You know how fast to go. You're not going to go 100 miles an hour compared to like the 30, the, the 60 mile an hour speed limit. You know. But I said, I said, Ali, like it's it's memorization. It's like you just got to do it, and it'll get easier. I was like, but you got to do it. I was like, mom and I can't go take the test for you. We can't go and get your license for you. We can't do this, the, the, you know. I was like, it, it, yeah, you have to do it. So little did I know that at that point, there was already they were already conspiring or whatever for her to, their plan, the initial plan was for her to move out on, the, on July 4th somehow. Because the wife usually would go up to Kansas with the kids and the grandkid, you know, to see family up there or whatever. And somehow, I guess my <laughs> my oldest was planning to go to Kansas and stay there. I'm like, so because my wife drives a Jeep. So when we heard that, me and my wife looked at each other like, yeah, but how would that have worked? Because you couldn't pack a toddler bed or any furniture or any clothes, like too much clothes, because the trunk space in the jeep is not the greatest i mean it's a nice jeep but you know not a lot of storage room <laughs> but we're like okay so what you're gonna just ride up there and okay i'm staying in a way i'm kind of glad it went down the way it did because if she had done that i would have been working back here and then i would have gotten a phone call you know while out here working like they would get ready to be getting ready to leave and come back to nashville from kansas and i would probably have gotten a call saying yeah ali and Alex, like they're staying like they're not even they're refusing to come home they're saying they're moved out or whatever and i'm like well i'd be like what so at least i, I you know got to see the grandson briefly for like a couple hours before well, she was packing what she could to fit in the back of this little i think it was a ford pickup truck that eli brought down yes i used the older one's name don't care <laughs> i won't use last name but whatever obviously but <clears throat> and all of it i you know, a couple months after they left, I would, you know, because I'm better now, but for a little while, for the first six months or so, I was like really, really bad. Gaining weights, you know, couldn't lose it for the life of me, stressing out, all that fun stuff. Stress eating, stress drinking. Four months or three or four months in, I, I did a post online basically. You know, it was an honest post. There was nothing made up or attacking about it. But, um, got a lot of heat from the in-laws on both sides. People that are even closer to me basically are like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't blame you. Like, all that was true. Like, you know, it's still facts. Like, yeah, exactly. But the in-laws were kind of upset with me about it. Um, like, oh, it's all family. Well, my wife was upset too. You know, it was all, well, you don't post this. Like, it's a family thing. We shouldn't post it publicly for, like, strangers online. I'm like, I was like, well, I was like, love, I was like, who am I, who want to talk to you about it? I was like, I'm literally out there on the road all alone. Like I drive solo. So it's not like I'm working with people like, hey, I'm going to talk to you for a second. Um, as you guys know, we've only talked, talked about it briefly in, the, in a few of the episodes, like very briefly. Talked a little bit more about it in this one, so I apologize. But it still, it, it kind of goes along with the, what I, you know, the topic for tonight. You know, moving forward and stuff. Because, um, been a year and a half and she's from what we from what we've heard through the third and fourth party grapevines and stuff you know still not still not anywhere and things aren't going well sounds like 
as far as staying in a job, like uh, staying in a job you're not happy in. I had a little conversation with my wife today, actually. She called when I, I hit the Kentucky border and was just kind of cruising along. And she, you know, it's funny, actually, because, like, she loves her job, but she's been there four years. She has, like, she's always asked, like, can I get salary? Can I get PTO? You know, because I'm your only pastry chef. You know, if I leave, if I'm not here, then the executive chef that she works for, he has to come in and do her job. Because there's no backups, but he, but there's always excuses as to, you know, well, I can't, well, we can't do salary because of this, or we can't do this benefit because of that, or whatever. And she, she puts in a lot of work, and it takes a physical toll on her body. Like she's always hurting, like she always has pain in whatever part, like her sides, pain in her hands, because obviously doing dough and stuff like that. And you know, when she's asking to be, like, she doesn't feel appreciated. So. She got advice from some uh, from the laws. Sound like they they all recommended like yeah if you if you can't make any better like if you can't make your job any better you know because they're not willing to, to do this or do that then yeah go go somewhere else. I've been saying it for a little while but I figured I was kind of getting blown off you know or maybe not blown off but you know I was I was I was even sending her a couple of Indeed the web the the job website Indeed I was sending a few chef listings or whatever saying look like this one pays like 80,000 a year this one pays that much she said, yeah yeah you know. but then <laughs> her family you know she's adopted so her birth mom and her adoptive mom both both said the same thing like you, you need to like don't stay there like you need to make a change if they're not willing to, to if you're stuck where you're at you're not gonna nothing's ever gonna get better you're like no more money no PTO no sick pay whatever then go and she was telling me this now she's she's already she's kind of looking at some jobs online but you know there were there's a couple of them that she listed the the, the descriptions of them like what they offer and whatnot I said that sounds really good actually because I was like if you take that one job she was like I think she told me the salary for one it was like a steakhouse or something I'm not gonna say the name keep it things try to keep things pretty vague you know, like not list last names, not list, you know, business names. Obviously, if I would, you know, try to try to promote for her current place of work, I'd be like, oh, go to this place, go to this restaurant, try this, whatever. Which I did technically in earlier episodes, so you guys are welcome to go back. <laughs> but the one place, one of the places she mentioned talked about, like, she was well, trying to look at the numbers. Hold on a second. So she was scrolling through, and she was, oh, this is like 52 like 65,000 a year I said that's over a thousand bucks a week she was really I was like yeah so I know one of the previous uh, contractors I, I've driven for with this company I work for or the, the carrier I drive for uh, they I think I was making 1050 a week and so on average I think they came to like 52,000 a year She's like, oh, wow. And, you know, I've always joked with friends or whatever, and I told the wife about it tonight, too. I was like, I've always joked with Rico, shout out to Rico, that, uh, that I don't have to be the breadwinner. Like, I'm totally cool with it. If, if the wife ever got into a position where she took over having the majority income, like the higher income, 
if we could, if we didn't need it, we didn't need both incomes. I'd be totally cool being home, taking care of the kiddo, and keeping the house in order. But that's from like years over the road, being away from home. Like I don't care about. I would totally be cool with being home. <laughs> that's the plan anyway, eventually. But so I was glad to know that my wife is actually considering the possibility of making a change. There's even a job she looked at that's not culinary and it's not like um, you know chef stuff it's actually a completely different area of work that sounds like it would pay well and it's you know she goes I've never even considered the idea of switching out of my current career field but and I kind of chimed in and said because it's a seated it's a sit down position I said but I believe you'd probably be less pain though she was that's kind of what I'm thinking you know because I'm looking at my, my, the way my body is right now and I'm thinking well maybe I need to make a switch that way I'm not always hurting or whatever. And yeah, I mean, I understand that. That makes sense to me. You know, so it's all about, you know, it's like, but some of us take longer. Like, I've made the majority of the top switches in our family. Like, I, you know, came off the road, or I, uh, when we moved out here, I took it over the road position. It paid pretty well. I actually, it was for a company called Interstate Distributor that, um, like, I think I mentioned in previous episodes as well, where they had these white trailers with, like, it looked like a flag on the trailers. It wasn't. It was their company logo, but it kind of looked like a flag. And, you know. Sorry, y'all. Just getting off on this uh, way station. Going across the little, the little mini scale when you come off the exit. And then, of course, you get the bypass because we're never heavy, so. But... I loved it because they were, they were paying me 65% of the load and I had access to a load board so I was literally booking myself so I would I, very often every time I could I would book a, a load of Starbucks go from Nashville down to Pala or something Florida or something it was like a 600 mile trip paying like 1400-1500 bucks then of course coming out of Florida I would only make like 400 bucks Unless I was going to like North Carolina, I might make 250 or something. So I'd make crap coming out, and I'd, I'd route myself back to North Carolina, or North Carolina back to Nashville, and then grab another Starbucks load, 1500 bucks going down again. So I was making pretty good money, you know, because you got to figure truck payment fuel. But then they got bought out by Heartland Express, and initially it looked like they were going to coexist, like Heartland and Interstate, and then after about six months of doing that, all of a sudden they, they completely absorbed him. Hey, we got a message. I just got back to the hub. I delivered a load, parked there for a minute, getting ready to head out again. You know, head to the next load, and I got we all got a message saying that Heartland was a, was absorbing um, Interstate. And that we were going to go from making 65% per mile or per load to 90 cents a mile. And I looked at that and I said, I'm done. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that's a huge pay decrease for me. Because it's like, to go from making 60, especially like, let's say, let's, let's kind of explain this here. 600 mile trip. If you're making, let's say, I'm going to make it, I'll take it down to 60% because for math purposes, it'll be a little easier, I think. 60% of a 600 mile trip. Well, okay. 
let's 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 do a different number. Let's say a thousand mile trip. You gotta go a thousand miles. Sixty percent of that would be six hundred bucks. Instead, they want they you know they wanted you to go to ninety cents a mile for a thousand miles. Which I guess when thinking about it, it's now kind of sounded like a <laughs> sounded weird because ninety cents a mile for a thousand. It's probably more like yeah. I looking back now, maybe it wasn't so bad, but you know, sixty-five percent of the load, you know, for me, it's always felt better. But you know, I don't know. I felt I couldn't move. I, I was moving backwards because I know the I know the numbers are off. Maybe the ninety cents actually was better than this six hundred bucks versus the sixty-five percent, whatever. But looking back, because <laughs> this is one thing I was talking through, and I'm like, yeah, okay, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. I, maybe I got my numbers wrong, I don't know. Just got to remember I'm out here, got the hands free, got the headset on, <laughs> going down the road, just got off and never, from Interstate 57 onto uh, Interstate 24, heading east towards Nashville. So try to do math in your head while you're also about doing what you gotta do maybe i had the numbers wrong maybe i was screwing that up so disregard <laughs> but um but yeah you know so looking back now i felt like i was moving backwards by taking the dollar or taking the the cents per mile versus the, the percentage so i left Tried to come off the road, work for Publix for a little while and stuff. Make 11 bucks an hour, which that was really me moving backwards, step forwards. Did that for probably about six months. They, they kept telling me, we can't do full-time, we don't have full-time, we don't have full-time. Unless you want to go work in the deli. Yeah, no thanks. I'm not willing to kill myself to make that extra, you know. I wanted, like, I wanted full-time either in seafood or in the department I got hired for, but so after about six months, I started looking more, again, at looking back over the road uh, as a contractor or whatever, because they were offering a sign-up bonus. They had trucks that had the APUs on them. Good old Cohen. Anybody from Cohen ever comes across the podcast, I want you guys to know, I love my time with you guys. I think I was with them for like a year and a half. But I love my time with them. You know, they, the, I had a really good fleet manager. Shout out to John, even though you've probably never seen this, you hear this podcast. <laughs> Okay, I'm going under a bridge and it looks like a, a train on the bridge. I was like, I didn't know that was railroad tracks or whatever. It's hard to tell when you're coming past in the dark. But it looked like an Amtrak. You know, you can see the little windows all lit up. I'm like, that's cool. Only taking one train ride in my life. Back when we lived in Iowa, took the fam on a four-day weekend to uh, Chicago. It's like a five-hour a four-hour train ride, probably a five or six-hour bus ride, and, uh, you know, went out there for four days, stayed at Marriott, we were sightseeing, you know, that was pretty crap, some Chicago pizza, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, just like, so after, after that, when I went to, went over the road, you know, the paycheck obviously went back up, and people from Publix were, best, were calling me or whatever, like, so why'd you leave, why'd you leave? you come back it's like 
I was like, well, I was like, because you guys wouldn't give me full time, you know. I was like, I couldn't pay my rent. I could barely pay my bills as well as making with you guys, you know. And I was still wouldn't have been able to do it full time, but at least I would have been building stock options with Publix, you know. But I had to move on. And then a year and a half over the road with the, that contract or that carrier and got to a point where my grandson was six months old. I was seeing for a weekend every two every two uh, weeks. I had to make a change because, like, the problem I was dealing with was I would come home for my weekend, and you know I'd spend as much time with the fam and cuddle with the grandson as possible. And Monday morning I'd go back to the truck and I was depressed for a few days. I'd be then I'd, I'd then I'd be okay for a little bit. Do my finish out my two weeks, come home, spend as much time as I could. I got to a point he was six months old. I finally made the decision. I said I can't do this anymore. Oh, this is too hard. I was like, me and the, the girls and the wife, I think we were kind of used to it at that point, so it wasn't as big of a deal. But then we had the little one, the little gray kiddo, in the picture, and I just couldn't do it, you know? So, uh, so it's all good, you know? It's like, it can't really do, wasn't really, that's why I was like, um, decided to make that change come off the road and I actually try to get do something local and actually be there for the fam see the grandkiddo every day you know so literally spent every day with him until Allie left so but then made a few job changes since kind of made try to make better moves where I'm making get better getting paid better and working on things to try to you know for the future you know so it's like in closing, guys, since I know this pod, this episode's gone quite a while, but it's all we, we got to move forward, guys. We got to just uh, you know we got to not let little things hold us down, not let people tell us that we can't, and you know we just keep keep pushing on and keep doing it. You know, there's gonna be days where we're gonna be depressed, we're gonna be down, we're basically gonna be not like today. I didn't sleep very well, and so this afternoon I wasn't exactly in the best mindset. Not the very, very best frame of mind, but you know that's when I had the I had a time hop picture, two time hop time hop pictures pop up on my phone when I was waiting to target. One was a picture of me hold, you know holding the gray kiddo, and one was a picture of a cat that we no longer have that when she had kittens that also didn't survive. And I told I told the wife about it. I said, yeah, I just saw these two things, and I had to literally take a take a deep breath in and a slow exhale. So. She's like, oh man, like, yeah. so it's like, you know, we just have to do what we gotta do, no matter how hard it is, no matter, no matter how long it takes, no matter how many times we fail, we gotta keep at it. So anyway, y'all, I appreciate you guys being here, and uh, keep coming back. Feel free to follow and follow and uh, you know like this uh, podcast feel free to go back to the beginning to episode one if you want to catch up but it's one of those things where like that's why I'm closing it off because the headset I'm using is now doing the I'm like crap this means it I gotta charge it so anyway y'all thank you for joining me here on this milestone episode 25.
everybody has a good rest of your day, whatever time of day it is you're listening to this episode. Keep being positive, keep believing, keep trying. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. Believe you can, believe you will, and you're already halfway there. Um, space is up there with that saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, y'all, I appreciate you, and I will talk to you guys on episode 26. Have a good one.